Hello, friends, and welcome to More Than Gold, a podcast that rejoices in three very important truths. You are precious. You are a value. You are worth more than gold. I'm Sonia DeKirk, and I'm your host for the show. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for joining in. Hi, guys. Thanks for joining in. I am so excited to tell you about something that I am going to be doing that pushes me. Uh, It definitely pushes the boundaries for me. I registered to run 10 kilometers. Now, I have never run 10 kilometers in my life, so this, this is going to be interesting. But it is going to be so worth it. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what this 10-kilometer run means to me and why I'm so passionate about it. So on February 20th, um, it's the hypothermic half marathon being held in our beautiful city, Edmonton. And this is sponsored by The Running Room in support of YES, the Youth Empowerment and Support Services. My decision to register for this run and raise funds in support of YES was initially a symbolic act to show my love for three very special angels in my life. The first is my herald angel, my dad, who is no longer with us. I am a daddy's girl and forever will be. And this separation has been a little bit hard on me. My dad loved to run. And from the time I was a small child, I would watch in adoration as he went for his daily run. Sometimes he would even let me join him, even though I most certainly slowed him down. My dad was the greatest dad a daughter could ever ask for. He taught me to love music. And he taught me to love everyone unconditionally. He was a man who lived his life by precept and example right to the very end. My dad had a lifelong dream of having a family band. That dream was never made a reality during his time on earth, but... That dream has been made a reality today as I've uploaded a recording of the song Run, a cover of Leona Lutis's performance. In this recording, I am on piano and vocals, and my brothers are on guitar and drum. This is by no means a professional performance or recording, but it is a heartfelt performance made in tribute to a remarkable father that is loved and adored unconditionally by each and every one of his children. This particular song is one that brought me a hauntingly beautiful form of comfort and understanding after my dad's death. I want to share a few of the lyrics with you and how I envision the song being sung as a duet by my dad and I. Me. Light up, light up. As if you had a choice. My dad. Even if you cannot hear my voice, I'll be right beside you, dear. Me. Louder, louder, and will run for our lives. I can hardly speak. I understand why you can't raise your voice to say. This upcoming 10 kilometers is very special to me. I believe that my dad will be running by my side, even though I cannot hear his voice. For me, this run symbolizes the last 10 kilometers of my path to healing and becoming whole. Ten years ago, during a period of hospitalization, I painted a self-portrait titled Silent Screams, A Portrait of Depression. 
my friends, it is time for a new self-portrait. A portrait that represents just how far I have come in the past 10 years. This new self-portrait that I've begun work on is all-encompassing. It is in part a performance piece, part collaboration, and wholly representative of my healing journey. I mentioned that there are three very special angels that I am running for. I shared with you who my first angel is, but the other two angels I will not name publicly. I have personally told them what their symbolic role in this artistic piece is, and that is enough to share. My friends, these two angels are very precious to me, and I would do anything for them. There are so many precious people close to me in my life who are struggling and hurting right now. Their heartache and pain weighs heavily upon me, and at times I feel powerless to help. This feeling of being powerless to help prompted me to run for all of the angels in my life, all of the people that I love and know so dearly. My friend, I am running for you. I have had the privilege and opportunity to work with so many beautiful people over the past 10 years of my life through working in schools, volunteering in my community, and serving in my church. This is where the collaboration element of my self-portrait occurs. I will be reaching out to those schools that I've worked with, people in the community that I've worked with, and people in my church that I've worked with. I will be requesting a single handprint painted in their choice of color which will then be used in the creation of a beautiful collage. I will be writing the names of each of my angels on a piece of paper, which I will then carry in a backpack on the day of the race. Pigeon Lake, Wetaskiwin, Masquachis. I am running for your sons and your daughters. They are precious above all else, and I would do anything for them. Your children are my angels. Now, I have one obstacle left on the final mile of my path to healing, and it's a big one. It is going to require me to leap over it because it is not being removed on its own. Together, my dad and I will reach the finish line and rejoice. Together, we will leave behind the last of the chains which have held us bound. A large part of this obstacle is needing to love myself and recognize my worth and value. It's a message that I literally preach to everyone that I meet, yet I fail to see it in myself. And so with great difficulty, I am adding my name to the list of people that I am running for. I am running for my life no longer from my life. Tied to the concept of my self-worth is my absolute terror at the thought of ever becoming of financial worth and value. You see, I have firmly set my financial value at zero and am apprehensive to raise that value even by one cent. My dad and I have witnessed firsthand the ugliness, devastation, and unspeakable suffering that result when money is loved above the worth and value of human life. I want to stay as far away from that ugliness as I can. I have been running from it for over a decade now, 
and I'm tired of running. You see, money is not my currency. Love is my currency. And in that regard, I am one of the wealthiest women in the world. Financially, I'm worthless. This is one of the areas where I need your help. I believe that money can be used for good. I beg of you to please show me that money can be used for good. That it is not the great evil that I have experienced in unspeakable agony. Please make a donation in support of youth empowerment and support services. Your donation will help change the lives of struggling youth in our community and will give me an extra measure of confidence that will help me to complete the final 10 kilometers of my run for life. I want to now share with you a story that relates to why I am so passionate about helping our most vulnerable members of society. I'm going to preface the story by stating that when we experience great trials, we experience the opportunity for great growth. Here is just a small recent snapshot of what that looks like for me. On my drive home from work recently, my car broke down completely blocking traffic. Leading up to that point, I had been praying to God because I was feeling a little bit done. Now, when I drive, that's my God time. And I had been crying out, pleading to God, saying, I feel like I have been treading water for the past six months, and I am ready for some shallow water. As soon as I expressed those words, my car immediately broke down. It absolutely died, and I was stressed out. Honking cars, frustrated people trying to maneuver their way around the blockade that I had unintentionally created left me feeling absolutely helpless. After multiple attempts, the engine sort of started, and I was able to sputter and limp my car over to a spot that no longer blocked moving traffic. And guess what? It died again, completely. At this point, I broke down to God again and cried out, exclaiming, That was really mean, God. Why would you have me experience that right now when you know exactly how broken and how low I am? And just as I uttered those words, I received a text. And that text was from a beautiful young woman that I had met at McDonald's a few days earlier. Just a random stranger. We were both ordering, and I saw something in her that I saw in myself, and that was pain. I could see her pain, and she was trying so hard to hide it, but I could see it. And so I struck up a conversation with her, and we really connected. Two strangers at McDonald's, waiting for our orders, and we really connected in those few short moments. She opened up to me and told me that she was struggling. And I could see that she was struggling. So I gave her my card and said, you know what? I struggle too. And I want you to listen to my podcast. We hugged, said goodbye, and went our separate ways. All right, so that's the backstory leading up to this text that I received. So here I am sitting in my broken down vehicle. It is 
absolutely freezing and cars are just zipping by me. I was frustrated with God for allowing me to experience this. And at that very moment, I received a text from my new sweet friend, who I will call Kay, that expressed just how low she had been feeling, even suicidal. But listening to my podcast helped, and she thanked me. And so, oh my goodness, you guys, sometimes I wonder why I do the things that I do. And then God shows me. And in that moment, I got a wake-up call and was so incredibly grateful that God had given me the opportunity to help this young woman in a way that I otherwise would not have had. So I wiped my eyes and had a change of attitude. But it was freezing outside. My car had no heat, and I, foolishly, was not dressed for the weather. I knew that I needed to leave my vehicle and try to find someplace warm. I had just come from working downtown to help cover with short staff and was wearing silly high heels and bare feet. I didn't have a toque or gloves, and I was really getting cold. A McDonald's was within walking distance and seemed to be the best option for me, so I set out in that direction. My feet and hands were getting colder and colder with every passing moment. Admittedly, my frustration level was pretty high. Finally, I made it to the McDonald's, and God gave me another wake-up call. In that McDonald's, I saw a young woman who was barefoot and trying to warm her feet with the hand dryer in the women's bathroom. I looked at my feet that I thought were cold. My feet were not cold. Her feet were cold. I looked at her hands. My hands had beautiful rings on them. Her hands were bandaged because she had been living in the most excruciating conditions imaginable. Our winter has been bitterly cold and she slept outside every single day. And so my heart ached for her, and I wanted to help in some small way. I knew that I could feed her, but I also wanted to feed her soul. So I approached her and asked how she was doing. We introduced ourselves. I'm going to call her my friend Dee. And she was hungry. So I asked her what she wanted, ordered it, and brought it to her. She sat, and we got to know each other a little bit. My friends, she has had a very, very hard life. And so I wanted to do something for her to show that she mattered, that she had purpose, and that she was seen. I did not want her to sleep in the cold again that night. I called 211, Access 24-7, and numerous other shelters in hope that I could find a safe place for her to spend the night where she would feel comfortable. Ultimately, she refused my help and was adamant that she would not step foot in a shelter of any sort. I realized in that moment that there was more need for her than I could help with, and that truly hurt my heart. I had done all that I could but it wasn't enough. 
At that point, my mom arrived to save the day and bring me back to her house. With that, I gave my friend Dee a smile and told her that she had so much worth, value, and potential and encouraged her to one day accept help. There was no shame in accepting help. We all need help. I want to share with you a quote from one of the most inspirational people out there, Brian Stevenson, as he shares the following insight and wisdom. There is a strength, a power even, in understanding brokenness because embracing our brokenness creates a need and desire for mercy and perhaps a corresponding need to show mercy. When you experience mercy, you learn things that are hard to learn otherwise. You see things you can't otherwise see. You hear things you can't otherwise hear. You begin to recognize the humanity that resides in each of us. End quote. How I wish my friend D would have allowed herself to experience some mercy. But mercy can't be forced. Mercy must be freely offered and freely received to bring about true healing. I'm going to ask some questions that the only person you need to answer to is yourself. With these questions comes absolutely no judgment or condemnation from me at all. The question that I would ask you, my friend, is have you ever looked at an individual living on the streets and thought, look what you've brought upon yourself? Have you ever walked by someone on the street in need and avoided making eye contact? Does homelessness make you feel uncomfortable? If you answered yes to any or all of these questions, I would sincerely plead with you to be a part of the solution. I know the problem seems larger than the solution, but this is just a lie that we allow ourselves to believe to help ease our guilty conscience. I'm going to talk about my friend Dee again for a moment. She is a 25-year-old woman. What if she had received help and support 10 years ago, five years ago? Would she be where she is today? I honestly can't answer that because I really don't know. But maybe it would have made a difference in her life, and that maybe is a strong enough reason for me to be proactive in helping the most vulnerable members of our society, our struggling youth who are currently facing some of the most heart-wrenching problems in life. The problems in their lives are so great and so vast that they are being pushed in a direction that will lead to homelessness. Our youth need our help. Here is the good news. You, my friend, can help. You can make a difference. Your donation, however great or small, to youth empowerment and support services will help youth in our beautiful city achieve success in their education, health, and personal choices to achieve independence. Your donation will help struggling at-risk youth to rebuild their lives. Your donation today may help the direction of a struggling child's life and help them to acquire the necessary tools, relationships, 
positive connections, help and support to become a thriving member of our society. By small and simple things are great things brought to pass. As we collectively contribute with a small and simple yet consistent effort to help our struggling youth, great change will happen. I'm going to share one last quote by Brian Stevenson because he is a remarkable human being. He states, The true measure of our character is how we treat the poor, the disfavored, the incarcerated, and the condemned. We are all implicated when we allow other people to be mistreated. End quote. Positive change begins with you and I and leads to a ripple effect. Before you know it, our tiny ripples will begin to build and have the potential to become sweeping waves of change. My friends, the time is now for change. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this episode. And thank you from the bottom of my heart for the much-needed donation that you will be making in support of youth empowerment and support services. I will provide the information in my show notes to direct you to where your donation can be made. In addition to this, I am donating 5% of all the sales generated from February 7th to February 20th of my fine jewelry pieces, including custom design, loose gemstones, diamonds, wedding bands, my curated vintage collection, and my more than gold collection. Visit sonyadeclerc.com to learn more, make an inquiry, book a custom design consultation, or to answer any other questions you might have. My dear friends, please remember this. You are precious. You are a value. You are worth more than gold. All my love, Sonia. If you like this episode and are interested in hearing more, subscribe to More Than Gold on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you are listening, and give us a five-star review. As always, a special thank you to Devon Music Studios for providing the perfect atmosphere for meaningful dialogue to be shared. 